Welcome to WPC Smash, your stop for wrestling and pop culture smash together. I am Ian, this is Mike Moran, and this is Hipster, and we are going to immerse you into our world of wrestling, sports, fantasy sports, music, movies, and pop culture. Alright, episode four, in the warehouse, ready to go. Mike Moran, how was your week, brother? It's a pretty good week, 4th of July week, man, uh... Still have to work, so you know, good week, good times, man. What's up, Pete? Pipster. How you doing today? Yeah, it's going pretty well this week. Head off, so I did nothing but uh, oh, house projects because that's what I do. So uh, yeah, how's it going, Ian? Good times, man. Wrestling, bro, dude. Wrestling. Oh. I finally watched all nine hours of the G One, and wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Vince McMahon, take note because that's what we've been looking for. Holy cow. Um, I mean, we're going to get there at some point, but we're going to start off today with our WrestleMania match. It was my pick this week, and um, later on, we're going to get into Super Nintendo, which has made a huge announcement, and uh, yeah, yeah, Super NES Classic. Yeah. They released that information, man. Yeah, we'll get to that, though. We'll get yep, to that. We'll Let's jump to into that. WrestleMania. All right, dude. Let's do that. So it was my pick this week. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. This happened the day before my birthday, so I remember oh. it quite vividly. Um, it was kind of a big deal. We hung out and we watched the match. And, um, dude, heaven versus hell. Straight up. Straight up. This was yeah. it. Like, this is one of the matches that people talk about as being the best of all time. Um, there is zero questions that this was a great match like this this is one of the matches that took over that era and really showed guys out back you know uh this is a monitor sellout as they say mm-hmm. um and i picked this because i love this match i love the build up and mm-hmm. i thought it really fit the segment mike what do you think about it yeah i honestly think it's uh storytelling 101 as far as sports entertainment goes absolutely from, from start to yeah. finish it's the the typical good versus bad yeah or in this aspect heaven versus hell right yeah. on and it was just a smooth classic match with two legends of the ring and from start to finish solid even even the opening promo which you know a lot of times like oh that's time to go get a snack real quick but no you want to watch that promo because even the build-up if you will for this match from like I said, start to finish, bell to bell, awesome. And I mean, speaking of build up, that's what really got me into this match. This was the build up of a lifetime. They build it as you know a once in a lifetime event. It was the main event at a WrestleMania. You know, without the title being involved. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. the, those matches to me. Undertaker matches, those are the main events. Yeah. And absolutely. they have been for a long time. Yep. And this was right at the height of that to me. And um, you know, Undertaker's sixteen and oh going in. Right. He's looking for seventeen and oh. This is the twenty fifth WrestleMania. It's a big deal. Silver they, edition. They sold out um San Houston. Antonio. Houston. Houston. Yep. Sold out. This is a big stadium mm-hmm. deal. And um they they didn't disappoint. Uh, where it really caught me was right at the beginning. Um, Shawn Michaels uh, never beat Undertaker in a big match. Um, they had random stuff before then. You know, to me, 
where WrestleMania is, you know, the spot and those kind of things are really where you got to beat The Undertaker. Nothing really sticks out to me. Um, so to me, this was like Undertaker, you're the beacon of darkness. You can destroy, you know, Shawn Michaels, who's coming in, you know, using the Jesus gimmick. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a reborn Christian. Yep. And really taking that to the next level, which is super cliche and hard to hard to do on TV. You know, th- that kind of stuff rubs people the wrong way. And yeah. uh, I was surprised that they did it. Yep. And I loved it. Um Undertaker's undefeated at WrestleMania, and Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. Mr. You know? WrestleMania, yep. that's right. Yep. To me, that's where it really, you yeah. know, it showcased everything. This was it like really the match sure. of a lifetime for us up until this point. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think the thing that really kind of shocked me was that the number of times Undertaker took a foot to the face leading up to this. I guess yeah. that's the buildup, right? Yeah. yeah. Just how many times of just, just my God, just the foot to the face so many times. Um, the story, of course, was epic epic levels um the match was just clean and i think one thing that i took away from it was i'm not sure if other wrestlers take away from this too but like there was instances where because like when i watch wrestling i'm like all right you know it's wrestling you know as a as a guy newbie whatever you want to call me but like undertaker played it as if this was like a real brawler match you know like Shawn michaels jumping out of the ring and undertaker just sidestepping it and then throwing him into the referee you know like that was cool because sometimes you just watch wrestling and the guy's standing there for like 10 15 seconds and he's like all right i'm waiting for you i'm waiting for you i'm waiting for you and never moves yeah. and just like oh i didn't see that coming yeah but undertaker's just like nope poop poop and then like just slams him into the ground it was so awesome like yeah. i love seeing that because it adds the reality to it back for me yep. as like an outsider watching it um, and I'm actually going to touch touch a little bit yeah. on that. I think it's um, like Pete said, he's a you know non biased, non really wrestling fan. He's trying to get back into it through yep. us, if you will. Um, I think a lot of wrestling fans know the scoop on that spot, on that botch, if you will. And, and we will touch on that. Um, so that was a botch. It actually was a botch. Wow. Let, let's touch on it right now. Yeah, let's touch on it right uh, now. That, that you, looks smooth. You familiar with what I'm talking about? They had the uh, the the gimmick cameraman there. Who is actually, oh no! I'm talking uh, about an earlier thing. I'm not actually talking about oh, that moment. Yeah, because oh, okay. that was the Undertaker okay. who jumped yeah, out of the say, ring. Did we even get into right. the match yet? Yeah, like, no. Oh, okay, oh, my bad. My but bad. what I'm talking about is there was an instance where Shawn Michaels jumped out of the ring, just like Undertaker oh, did. Okay, yeah. And Undertaker was just like, "No, I see you coming. I'm going to sidestep right, you and right, slam okay. you into the ground." Bad, I know what bad. you're talking yep. about. All yeah, right. it's all right. It's all right. But um, yeah. But Dude, let me let's get back to the beginning. Yeah, you know, I thought. Personally, that their entrances were awesome, but from what we had seen recently from them, it was less gimmicky. Yeah. To me, it seemed very like stuff's about to get real. This, was this yeah. is time yeah. for business. Yep. Um, there's no more. There's no more smoke. There's no more all this stuff. And I mean, they did their entrances. They did WrestleMania entrances. Yep. Right. But to me, they like the looks on their faces told me that this was serious and this was about real. To go down. It yep. was about to go That's down. Right. And um, so to me, they felt less gimmicky, and that made the match feel like, oh man, yeah. like I'm about yeah. to watch something epic. Not only did Historic, was the build yeah. epic, was everything you know building up to it important. Mm-hmm. But they're about to throw down and make yep. the match great as well, you yep. know, because these are they're older guys at this time, right? You know, nobody's doing a four fifty or a double moon salt. <laughs> they're gonna have to sell us in another way. Yep. And little did we know that they were gonna sell us in that way, right. where the story would have you so invested that by the end, you know, Michael Cole and Jr. would have you wrapped around their finger, and you know, mm-hmm. you would be able to understand everything that was going on right. visually and. 
you know, with them in your years. Um, I thought it started off with a lot of good back and forth. You yep. know, it took a while to get going. Typical of some older guys, you know, yep. taking their time, trying yeah. to fill their slot a fill little bit. Fill it out, fill it out, yeah. And right. that's what it looked like. It didn't Jockeying look like, for position. <laughs> it didn't look like guys jockeying per, per position, right. like, right. weird. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, old guys, right. you know, like, they clearly it all know what smooth. they're doing. Everything looked good. I thought Undertaker established his dominance by throwing around Shawn Michaels for a while at the beginning, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. making him look tiny, making him look like a rag doll, yep. showing you how big The Undertaker really is. Right. And, um,. He dictated the Undertaker pace, which is slow, methodical. Um, after a while, Shawn Michaels got the upper hand, uh, and that was where really you saw his part of the storytelling come into play. Um, there was more back and forth, and then you saw a lot of finishing movie, uh, finishing. Yeah, moves. Teases. Right? Moves. Yeah, yeah, teases. Yeah, yeah. Teases. Like, oh my God, like, they there's did so it. many. <laughs> they're like gonna, they're gonna do the finisher, but no, no, yeah. no. Like, he, it's not quite there yet. And I, I, yeah. I call that a tease. There was a lot of submission spots. False finish. Yep. Yep. A lot yeah. of submission, but it wasn't even like the false finish where like they do the finisher and then they pin him and it kicks out at the last second. Yep. It was like a tease. It was like. I might do it now. I might do it now. It's right. too early. Yeah, I can't get him up into it yet. And it showed like how hard it is to do the finisher to yep. the other person, you know, vice Absolutely. versa. Yeah, man. And speaking of that, I mean, speaking of exactly what you were just saying, the uh, the finishers, we had an attempted super kick or sweet chin music. Undertaker drops down and evades. Shawn Michaels immediately goes for the figure four, which Undertaker reverses into the Hell's yep. Gate. Right there, I'm like, whoa, this is real. Like, they obviously know each other, and that's what's up. That's wrestling to me. I love the chain And the wrestling. Hell's Gate was super new to Undertaker at that yeah. time. It was a big deal for him to do a f- submission move. Right. You know? I mean, he's only beat a handful of foes with it. He yeah. pulled it out randomly, yep. but mainly at WrestleMania. So that when was it like, was a big he had deal. that when in his back pocket. Exactly. And um, that's when I was like, oh, man, this match is totally awesome. And just to backtrack a little, I am actually going to contradict something that was said because it was documented during the match that Undertaker never beat Shawn Michaels one-on-one in a big match scenario. And if you think about it like Hell in a Cell, the first one, you think that would be Undertaker? Nope. Shawn Michaels beat him. The casket match that almost ended Michaels' career with the uh, the the bad back bump. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels won that one, and so like there was a lot to this. And, and like That's you said, there I was, was there was no yeah. title on the line. They didn't need to be a title. And I remember watching this live with you, and it was like, dude, streak. If anyone's gonna beat the streak, it's Mr. It's, it's got to be Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Vince McMahon his, is Shawn right. Michaels' boy. Yep. That's like, right. This is gonna, if like, it's gonna be anybody, it's gotta exactly. be him. Exactly. And I just remember. I don't watching think at that time and, we thought about young guys like oh they use these moments to build young guys like i don't right. think i thought that much into it right. at that time right in the year before Shawn michaels retired rick flair and it's like he that's just true. he they, retired they, they, so he was a new boyhood yep. hero and it's like if anyone can do it at wrestlemania it's Shawn, Shawn michaels. michaels and then like yeah. you said they proved it in that back and forth action the story i was all about fantastic, it fantastic man the finisher teases yep. i like um I like the spots that you guys touched on already. Shawn Michaels does an ugly moon spot, uh, moonsault to the outside. Undertaker slides out yep. of the way. It's yeah. perfect. And, uh, you know, swats him to yep. the floor. Dude, that was oh, sick. That was yeah. awesome. Like, that must have hurt, it, bro. Like, like, it, how, do you, how do you fake that? <laughs> right, you know, because right. that, that looked good. And yep. then, Wrestling's um, not fake. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a few minutes later, Undertaker does the dive over the ropes. Yep. He basically goes head first into the ground, like barely oh. clips the cameraman. Like I You heard the, the crunch. The cameraman was, was supposed to do the spot and like yeah. catch him and everything. 
Undertaker just goes straight down, headfirst into the ground. Man, it looked good. It looked like he broke his freaking neck, man. It actually Brutal. cost the cameraman who, Pete, if you didn't know, yeah. was was a plant, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. it was Deuce. It was either Deuce or Domino. No from kidding. A, from That's a, funny. From a tag team who's actually Jimmy Superfly Snooka's son. Yeah. He got fired for that. He for like, not doing what he's supposed he, to do? Yes. He wasn't in the right spot at the right he time. he almost broke the Undertaker's neck. He was supposed to be gimmicky Shoot. in there, and Sean grabbed him, and yep. he was like two feet off, And as as we all saw what happened. And yep. I remember it. You could hear it through the announcers. Yep. You could hear the hush through the crowd. There was definitely a hush in the, in the house. And, and I know Undertaker, like... like Back into the match, barely mm-hmm. beat the ten count back into the ring. Yeah, like, and it yeah. Looked one good. second, and one it, second. It looked yep. good, and like you see a Definitely. lot of those spots. But like, man, like I was believing that Undertaker yeah. was crawling back into that ring with everything yeah, yeah. that he had. And just how um, tough he is, really. They jump right back into it. Undertaker hits a monster choke slam. Mm-hmm. Taker kicks out of the super kick. Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. kicks out of the choke slam, the last ride, the tombstone. Yep. I mean, look at the respect He's, that Undertaker gives Shawn Michaels yeah. by letting him kick out of all three of his signature yep. maneuvers yep. that have won him titles and matches yep. and WrestleMania matches over the last 15, yeah. 20 years at this point. And Undertaker sold it, too. The look on his face every time he kicked yeah. out was He's just so like, come good. on. The crowd's going nuts, yep. man. Yep. The way everybody's like, and they're, this is at the end of a WrestleMania, you know? Like, yep. they're tired. They've mm-hmm. had three hours already of wrestling, and, and they yep. are so into it. Both men are exhausted, yep. you can tell. They're tired. They're 35, 40 years old at this point. They're, they're <laughs> no. older. Yeah. I mean, they're not 22-year-old right. kids going out there and banging out this match. Right. They're right. exhausted. They look it, but they look great. Um, right at the end, finish, Shawn Michaels goes for the moonsault. Undertaker catches him. Yep. Yep. It does the tombstone. Crisp. Beautiful, yep. Crisp. smooth spot. Yep. I loved it. I liked that that, it, that was the way it ended for me. Yeah. And... Um, you know, Undertaker going seventeen and zero, moving along. My favorite. Shawn number. Michaels yep. not breaking the streak. <laughs> yeah. This was epic to me, and I want to hear what the finish did for you, man. Well, like, honestly, the finish you nailed it. Those choke slams were monstrous. He was above his head. Shawn he's Michaels, big, bro. Legs like a sack flailing. of potatoes. <laughs> Every single one. It wasn't just like a boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It was like I'm gonna hold you up there and slam you to hell. And you know what? I was getting oh shell yeah yeah. <laughs> When when the uh, Shawn Michaels was grabbing the ropes and shaking them to to ca- try to counter the tombstone and still getting nailed with the tombstone and yep. but then kicking out even though Undertaker's doing the hair flip and the tongue out and everything you thought it was all over, Shawn kept kicking out so then you're like oh dude Michaels might win Michaels oh my god sweet chin music it's all it's gonna take but then that moonsault to tombstone like didn't slip did nothing like yoink. it was perfect dude. boom done. As a wrestling fan, I really wouldn't have minded who, if Michaels won, fine. I'm a Michaels fan since day one of my wrestling watching, and I just loved it. Pete, Pete, what did you think of it, man? Yeah, Pete, totally being like an outside guy, watching all these matches for the first time. What did you think of this the first time? All right, so from an outsider standpoint, I saw so many times that they did their finishing move. Like, I know what the finishing move looks like, and every time I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is over. And no, not over. And Shawn Michaels kept, you know wiggling out of it and like i said the face on undertaker was just like he he sold it he's like what the heck do i gotta do to get out of this you know and uh he just kept doing it and doing it and then one one portion it's not really the finisher but just to go back on what i believe ian said earlier um or mike uh when Shawn michaels he jumped from the ropes 
right into a choke slam from Undertaker, like grabbed his neck. Then it was reversed by what should have been his high kick, but it kind of turned into like a muffed, like little kick, like a low kick. Sure. And then the Undertaker yep. uh, did a submission hold, and then uh, you know Shawn Michaels got to the ropes, and they had to release the submission yep. hold. Yep. But Dude. I that's what Mike was touching on earlier. So good, but that was so good. I remember like, that spot too, bro. So good. It's like, funny that you like good chain wrestling. You know? Somebody yeah. who watched it ten years ago remembers the same spots as somebody who watched exactly. it yesterday, and that's yep. why it's they a just classic. stand out exactly. Right. That's why it's a classic, and that's why I picked it for our classic wrestling match. And um, you know, yeah. next week it's Mike's good turn. Pick, so, Mike, you got anything good for us next week? Yeah, actually, I do. I'm sure um, it is. Yeah. Um, so, what I'm going to go with for next week, I'm going to go a little bit uh, outside the box. I mean, it's still technically WWE, but it's from ECW One Night Stand 2006. Nice. It's the main event. I, I might have mentioned it in a prior episode. This was uh, where Rob Van Dam actually cashed in his money in the bank weeks prior instead of on the spot like most people do. Rob Van Dam, John Cena, main event of ECW One Night Stand. Dude, I won't get too far into it, but I'm super glad you picked that match because that's like there's a lot that was like clashing about. of errors, and and I love that pick, bro. Um, so that's awesome. That's going to be the end of the classic wrestling, you know. Yep. Spotlight match of the week. Absolutely. Right. And, dude, we have a lot to get into with the G1. A G-Wood. lot. Dude, that's a lot of wrestling in two nights, brother. It's a lot of wrestling. Wow. Like, oh, the only thing that I could have asked for out of the G1 was that they brought more guys with them. <laughs> yeah. That yep. way we didn't have to watch the same 10-man matches, basically, like with yeah. guys shuffled in and out. Yep. But... Oh, my God. And they'll bring more next time. I guarantee you that. And they'll have all the top independent guys there ready to go. And right off the bat. Yeah, let's get it on. Let's let's just do it, man. Dude, let's stop talking about it. Let's just start it, Do it now. This is the first New Japan Pro Wrestling event in the United States that I know of. I think it was the first ever, right? In ever. Ever, That's correct. Not like they did one 20 years ago in New Jersey. Like, this is ever. New... I'm a big New Japan guy. Mike's really been getting into it lately. We start right off the bat with Josh Barnett and JR. This is the first night. It's a four-hour spectacular. Um, This is a small venue. It's got more of like a Ring of Honor type feel. I think 2,000 people fit in this place. Yeah, no elevated seats. It's all flat level. You got to stand. Very ECW, very old schoolish. Right, right. Um, And right off the bat, we get Bullet Club versus Chaos. Bullet Club, obviously the hottest thing going in wrestling right Hell now. Yeah. Um, Chaos yeah, is their babyface counterparts in Japan, led by the IWGP World Champion Okada, and you know this is more of the underlings and the other guys hanging out um, with those clubs. Like these factions right, right. are big. There's seven, eight, ten guys in these factions. In each one, right? Exactly. Um, New Japan, very faction-based. Pr- you know, pretty much everybody is in a faction of some point. Right. Um, or they were and they defected. Or you're Tanahashi and you're the John Cena babyface who doesn't need anybody <laughs> for the last 15 years. And you see some guys who are the Bullet Club hunters, if right you on. will. Like there's, yep. You're aligned to somewhere. Okay. A- absolutely. So 10-man tag. Marty Skrull, Young Bucks, Takahashi, and Bad Luck Fale. Dude. Super excited right off the bat. We got the Young Bucks. We got Marty Skrull. You know, I'm super stoked to see this match right off the bat. And they're going up against Chaos, um, which basically 
consists of um, Will Ospreay, the Briscoes, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta, Rapongi Vice. Beretta. This is a very, um, in my opinion, thrown together form of chaos. This is more of the American form of yeah. chaos, you know, because none of the none of the Asian guys were on the team and yeah. stuff like that. They all had matches later on. There's a lot of um, whiteies. Dude, there was a <laughs> lot of tags. Um, everybody got to hit their finisher. It was an awesome match. Um, Chaos went over with a roll-up on the Young Bucks, which super surprised me, dude. Yeah. But the coolest thing about the match to me was right off the beginning, uh, Young Bucks come in the ring, they yeah. hit their pose, and what do they say, Mike? They say, we're in the opening match? Uh, you got to be kidding me. Dude, he has a disgusted look on his face, <laughs> and it's does, hilarious, dude. dude. And that's what stuck out to me, to be honest with you, and the fact that they're, the they're over. That, and that they're the ones that got rolled up at the end. Yeah. There was 10 guys in that match, and you roll up a young buck. Like It was kind of surprising to me, and I think that was the point. And right at the end, um, they're super upset that they took the loss yeah. on TV, in the ring, and um, he exclaims that he can't lose on TV <laughs> because of his hot coffee contract, you yeah. know, which is totally rad. We got to deal a hot topic. I can't lose on TV. It's man. funny that my favorite two parts of the match were like right at the beginning and right at the end. They, did, you know, they were on opposite sides of the bell, which yeah. is really hilarious, but definitely not like something that continues throughout the night because the matches are good, man. They're really um, good. Next up, it's another big tag. Everybody's trying to get their shit in. They're trying to get everybody their payday. They used to do this on WrestleMania. Sometimes they do with like a battle royal type deal. Right. And and, and if I can just stem off of that, the, the quote that I pulled off of that night besides the like singles match were, it's like an NBA all-star game. It's all offense and no defense. So that's what Ian's pretty much saying by everyone's getting their shits in. Everyone's getting their signature moves. The crowd's hot for it. And let me tell you, one You're seeing everything move, you want to see. One signature move that I have never seen, really, to be honest. I'm new into New Japan because, you know, Ian and the podcast got me into New Japan. But let me just say, Marty Skrull with the finger break. Like, I'm, my mind's boggling. Like, how does he do that? Yeah. What the hell? But you never ask a magician how to do tricks. But that sells it. And, oh, my God, on the Briscoe Brothers. I know about the Briscoe Brothers. I like them. I, I liked everyone's moves that they were doing. Awesome match, you know, through and through. I mean, that's the topic of the whole night. Awesome all through and through. So, uh, Absolutely. yeah, let's just jump into the next match, Dude, man, because you nailed the first one. Los, Ig Los Ignoberales. <laughs> Ignoberales. Ignoberales. It's weird, like, saying it outside, but you hear it a million times yeah, on right. TV, but it's actually saying it out loud. It's weird. And they go against CMLL. They basically got Jushin Thunder Liger and a couple other guys. Takahashi hits a time bomb for the win. Um... Los Gobernales is kind of like the NWO faction. Yep. They're kind of like the guys who, quote unquote, aren't contracted under New Japan and they just show up and, you know, wreak havoc on everybody else and yep. wreak havoc on the uh, promotion. Right. So um, they go over a lot. Um, and I wasn't surprised to see them go over right here. I liked mm -hmm. it. You got to mm -hmm. see everybody's finishers again. These right. guys are all good. Yeah. They all know how to wrestle, they're super stiff, they're super crisp. And everything looks good, man. I liked it. Yeah, definitely. A lot of it was like, hey, America, this is what you're missing out on. We're and here. Like, yeah, exactly. We're here. Yeah. And a lot of the fans in attendance obviously knew what was going on. That's why it sold out so quick. Yeah. And I, I just love that it was like it's brought to this spectrum, you know. Dude, New Japan, Dude. baby. They kept things yeah. hot and heavy through those That's first right. two big matches. And then they slow things down and we get started with the tournament. Yep. And this tournament is for the IWGP 
new world U uh, sorry U.S. heavyweight title. Yep. Um, brand new title. This is going to be the first owner of it, and they do an eight man tournament to yep. set it up, and everybody fights the first night. That's right, man. And for the record, tournaments rule. Whenever you got a tournament, you can't go wrong. No matter what it is, you're going to see some good action. You're going to see competitiveness. And that was another thing with this I G1. I love brackets. This G1, like watching this, it was more for the competitiveness rather than like the gimmicky storylines. Like, yes, there are storylines. People have some backgrounds. This guy hates that guy, yada, yada, yada. But the competitiveness, it's more like a competition. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what was the the first match or the next match that we have on our card here? Dude, um, the next match, which is like supposed to be the opening match of the tournament and something that you would like weirdly feel weird about, but Hangman Page and Jay Lethal is like one of the undercard matches of yeah. this eight-man tournament. Yeah. So yeah, that's who we've got next. And yeah. I'm like super stoked about it because Jay Lethal obviously has been the man in Ring of Honor for the last you know, two years, realistically, right. at least a solid year and a half with other guys stepping in, Adam Cole, you know, but Jay Lee's has been the guy. Um, he won a lot of matches. He won a lot of, you know, titles. He yeah. carried those titles for a mm. long time. And Hangman Page so. in the Bullet Club, super hot right now. Yeah. Anybody who's in the Bullet Club is getting a push. And he's getting a good push, and he backs it up. A lot of guys say that he's good in the ring, and they like to wrestle yep. with him. So he's finally getting his due, as you might say. That's right. Um, so it's the first match. It's very methodical, and they slow things down. Yep. They basically do the opposite of what we watched for the last 40 minutes or so. Right. Um, Jay Lethal kind of... He sold, you know, that he was hurt. Yeah. And, and he sold that, you know, he knew he was hurt and he was going to try to hit his finisher a bunch. Like, he was going for his finisher right off the bat. Because it kind of yeah. seemed like to me, mentally, that he needed to do that to kind of win the, the match. Lethal injection. That if it went late, you know, that he wouldn't be able to do the lethal injection. So he went for it right away trying to finish things off, you know. Right. He already um, had his, his ribs taped up before the, you know, match. It looked even, good, even you know, started, right. and it, it made me feel right off the bat like they were going to go Hangman Page, like they were going to throw us a yeah. curveball, yeah. and like the excuse was going to be like, you know, Jay Lethal wasn't 100%, which is right. totally cool, that makes sense, but Jay Lethal goes over, and I really think at that moment that um, whoever is bracketed up with him is yeah. going to get that break that I was just thinking about, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, dude, I loved it. Yeah, man, watching it, like you said, very methodical. Definitely, obviously, he, They're was, pros, he was pros picking the, st the spots, um, doing all he could to try to abuse those ribs, you know, but I was surprised to see, like, but but now that you said it the way you did, like he was just trying to go for his finish just to end the match. But yeah, because I was like, he's doing a lot of handsprings right now. You know what I'm saying? And and then I just thought it was a little odd. Like, he hit that elbow off the top rope. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, that must have hurt himself. But I think that's a version of him getting his shit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, because it's a beautiful elbow. <laughs> it is, definitely. So, Dude, overall, I, I, I was shocked because, like you said, I thought Hangman Page was going to win. But, you know, Jay Lethal comes away with it. I thought they were going to swerve us. And they yeah. do a little bit later exactly. on in the card. Which yeah. is like, but yeah. I thought it was coming there for sure. All right. Um, Sack Sabre Jr. and Juice Robinson come out next. Um, dude, I'm a big fan of Sack Sabre Jr. I don't know if you know much about him, but he is like, he's the quintessential British wrestler. He'll wrap you up into a, he does things, wraps people up, submits them in ways yeah. that I've never seen before, yeah. which is super cool because like 
we all watch MMA. We all do cool stuff with mm-hmm. that. Like, we've seen a lot of stuff these days. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of different things that you can watch. There's all that kind of, you know, there's everything that you can see online that this stuff um, really surprises me that he can do things that I've absolutely never seen before. Yeah, and if I'm um, not mistaken, at the time he was the PWG heavyweight champion. Is that right? He he came in with a, with a few belts on him. Dude, he, PWG he, he is a pretty a big company, and yeah. he did, he does walk around with the strap, and that's yeah. um, a pretty big deal because that's kind of like the number one independent company in the United States, I believe. Yeah, um, especially on the West you know? Coast. Yeah, yeah. If Pro you, wrestling gorilla, if you yeah, don't know, that's what we're talking about. But he was the the man walking into that match. Yeah, absolutely. And I was definitely surprised. Like I said, I I'll be honest, I'm new to this and. I've been watching New Japan. I, I watched the Dominion and I and I watched the Kenny Omega like big highlight matches and everything. But this you recognize got, Juice Robinson. Oh yep, <laughs> and, and this just got me into it, man. Um, and like, these kids and like you said, Zack Sabers, exactly. Yeah. They could do what they want, and there's no one telling them what to do. And those maneuvers I'm watching were just like eye popping. Like, wow, how many of those wow. moves are not even allowed in the WWE? Yeah, right. Probably all of them are on the ban list. And they're like, you know what? We're going to do it just because we can. Yep, absolutely, man. You know, it was a good match. They made Juice Robinson look strong and look good, especially for his character. Um, I'm glad Zack Sabre Jr. ended up uh, coming through with the win. I really wanted to see him advance because of the two. Yeah. You know, the guy walking around the title, he seemed more legit to me. Yeah. Um, They broke off of the tournament next and went, you know, to another spot match. This was a tag match. Um, Billy Gunn, Yoshitatsu, Jay White, you know, these were the guys on... um, These are the Hunters. That had names. That had names. These are the Hunters, the guys trying to take out the Bullet Club. Um, another big spot fest, but mm-hmm. it was good. It was entertaining. Like, yeah. you know, there was nothing storyline about it that really, like, caught my eye. Didn't Ex- need it. It really didn't. Exactly. You know, this was the I'm bringing back a classic wrestler match. Yeah. And that's clearly who Billy Gunn was this this week. You know, Yoshitatsu and, in my opinion, Jay White. He was the I've never heard of you before unsung hero yep. of the yeah, nine hours exactly. to yeah. me. <laughs> you took for words sure, out my mouth. Because I took notice on who he is now, and I absolutely know who he is. And uh, he actually got the pin in that match, and uh, he's been hot on TV lately. He's been hot in Ring of Honor. He was hot during this whole yeah. card, and I really enjoyed that match, you know, a lot. Anything that you want to chime in with that one? No, man, I, I I think you pretty much nailed it. I mean, it was awesome to see Billy Gunn getting his stuff, and he can move, dude. I don't he know, can, dude. I'm going to go on the other end of the spectrum so? and say Billy Gunn's garbage. You, Oh, my dude, God. Dude, I think all he's right. old, and I don't think he who looks else, good. All right, who else could you have put on in the second spot? On the second night yeah. where he showcases himself with Tanahashi, yeah. you saw how bad he was. You know, he hid that right. in that big tag match, right. which is what that match is for. That's right. totally fine. Get the and pops he, out of people. He could have been in that match, and it would have been okay. But really, to me, it, I, it showcased that he doesn't have those skills still when he fought one-on-one with Tanahashi. Well, but we'll knows, get into that down the He's at the, the end road. of his rope. But, you know, I mean, the crowd popped for when he uh, told him to SMD, yeah. if you will. Uh, yeah. He took suck it to a whole nother level during that match, if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know about. if he's legally allowed to just <laughs> say suck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Um, but, dude, the next match really got me excited. And this was, like, more entertainment for me. But, like, badass, like, super cool entertainment, dude. The Gorillas of Destiny come out as the IWGG. The IWGP? Yeah. G- IWGP. 
Champs, thank Woo! you, my friend, yep. against War Machine, dude, and they put on an oh. entrance. Yes, yes, How, they did. How'd you like those outfits? Them coming out, like, man. I like the whole thing. I mean, I, I liked. Uh, dude, the entrances <laughs> right off the bat tell me sick. Like I was yeah. so. War Machine up. is so sick to me. But the girls' destiny too. They paint. They amped yeah. up. Like they're Everything. ready to go. You know these guys are legit. You know War Machine. Haku's legit. boys there. Yep. Yeah. And then it does not disappoint because this nope. is by far so far the most physical match we've seen. Yeah. And they lay it in. They do mm-hmm. all that stiff stuff that nobody did through the first couple matches because they were getting in there. It was all finesse. The first few matches Absolutely. were finesse. Right. Dude, I loved it. It was a spectacle because of the entrances, and I kept it, you know, entertained because of that and because they were physical. Um, there was a, it was a sweet match with a sweet leg drop through the table spot at the end, and War Machine actually got to walk out with the titles. Yep. And they've been doing it more lately, so I don't want to say, like, that this is the norm, but, like, there's been a lot of... Um, Gaijin, as they might say, winning their titles, which didn't really happen all that often back in the day. So it was kind of a big deal for War Machine to win the titles, and I don't want to like jump straight past it. But like, you know, they were the title; they won the titles. It was a great match; it really entertained me, and I'm excited to see where where they can go from there. Most definitely, man, because they are decorated Ring of Honor uh, tag champions. I did and... think it was weird because I read that War Machine signed contract with WWE. Oh, but, really? So I thought it was weird that they won the straps right there, but maybe that was a hey, we'll oh, give yeah. you the titles if you hang with us type wow. deal. No, I, you know, I never thought of anything like that too. And and uh, for any fans who like really don't watch New Japan, there's a heavyweight tag team championship division and there's the junior heavyweight tag team championship division absolutely um i think oh i don't think i know the young bucks are the junior heavyweight uh champions so and they could be the heavyweight champions as well yeah they definitely could um but war machine to me is badass you know everyone knows i'm a metal fan they're like amon amarth if they were wrestlers just these viking looking dudes who come out and as we talked about before in a previous episode they just mess mess things up <laughs> come out you know they're just yeah. big brawlers and i love it love absolutely it. dude um so we jump back into the tournament this is a big tournament this yeah. is a big deal this is for a new title you know we talked about how beautiful they, new title. they don't bring those you know things around in new japan too often so this is a really big deal and this was kind of a um this was the biggest surprise of the night for me um naito was fighting uh temahiro yishi Ishii, you know, he's known as being super stiff, yeah. super strong. His matches with Shibata over the last six months have been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They rail on each other, and I love to see that kind of wrestling. That's why I watch New Japan in the first place. Yeah. Because I'm not there to watch the entertainment. I'm there to watch stiff Japanese wrestling. And um, this was a huge upset, man. Naito was um, one of the favorites in Vegas to win this tournament. Really? You know, know, yeah, it was Naito and uh, Kenny Omega. Those were the top two guys. And Naito was a big deal over there. He held the IWGP title for a cup of coffee in between um, reigns by um, Okada. Mm -hmm. You know, so he has that kind of – they have that kind of confidence in him. Like, he's legit, bro. He held the Intercontinental title for a long time. And I thought, actually, um, when they took it off him a while back that he was going to jump into the heavyweight scene – but Kenny Omega and Okada has just been like so friggin' phenomenal yeah. that they can't get away from it. That they're just like, no need to. we're so sorry, really? but like we yeah. have to do another we're one so of these sorry. matches. <laughs> we need to do another one of these matches. And it was a huge, huge upset and a super surprise to me, and by far the swerve of the night to me. 
that really? uh, Ishii won that match. Dude, I would have easily thought Naito would have won that really? match. Without really? a doubt. Without a doubt. I was very, very surprised. and um, But I was happy to see that they would like put an American swerve on the tournament like that yeah. and really get us going. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I went into it blind. Uh, some of these people I didn't know. So I was honestly just introduced to Ishii, if you will. So watching him win because he's tough. Like, that's all I can use. That's like, what he's known for, dude. is a brick house. Watch some EC Shibata matches. Uh, I'm going to have bro. to, man. I'm definitely going to have to because he impressed me. You know, he got that brain buster. He's just... He's been getting a real baby face Ooh. pop lately, too. Like, people like that. He's tough. He's Daniel Bryan-esque. Like, yeah. he doesn't have that typical look. It, it's almost like no-selling is one of his gimmicks. But it's it's not. It's He's tough. Like, yeah, he can like, take it. He yeah, can yeah, take yeah. what you give it to him, man. Definitely. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what was next on the card, bro? Dude, Kenny Omega and Michael Elgin was the uh, final match yeah. um, in the tournament. And... This is my pick originally. Yeah, Elgin, Elgin, right? Yeah. I and he's think, a big boy, too. I didn't think Omega was in the tournament. and um, But Elgin is a big New Japan guy. They really like him. Um, and this was a very surprising first-round match for me because I thought, like, both of these guys would have made it into the second round. Right. You know, just to give you that, like, it could Someone's going to get upset. It could be an American guy. You yeah. know what I mean? That carries around a Japanese title, like, in yeah. America. You know, the mm-hmm. United States title um right off the bat there was a big big reaction for omega the crowd super into him yeah um of course but as the night goes on you know people are starting to cheer elgin as well yeah it gets a little more 50 50 it's real recognizing real if you will i mean they're, 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 they're cheering for just good product yeah you know absolutely they're cheering for the rest their favorite wrestler at that moment right um few spots that stick out to me Elgin dumps Omega on his head on the apron with a big German suplex. I thought he was out on his feet after that point. Um, And Elgin (laughs) razor edge power bombs off the second rope, dude. Yeah. What the F, And he, like, laid his legs out. It was huge. And he got slammed. He probably dropped 12 feet onto his back, like, straight down The force down into it, too. He didn't just, like, lay it, like, okay, we're going to do this. He, like, slammed his ass down, definitely. Definitely, man. Also, Michael Elgin gives Omega that huge lariat that flips him over, and he gets dumped on his head again. Mm -hmm. You know, this one a little more his own fault but like yeah dude brutal good match like everything that you expected um it was a highlight real match straight up absolutely how many replays did we see you know omega gives the right knee to elgin's face that like <sighs> you can hear that sound through the whole stadium yeah. it seems like you know that's the way it came off i heard it from my TV. house <laughs> right. i'm in a different time zone omega hits the reverse hurricane rana dumps him right on his head yeah then puts him up for the one-winged angel for the win, dude. Which is a sweet move. Some would uh, he's say big, it's just too sweet. You know? He's a big boy to be putting that move up. Oh, yeah. To be putting him up like that, man. But that shows just shows he, Kenny. That he got some power behind him, too. Kenny is too legit to quit, bro. <laughs> That's right. Uh, As so he rolls on in the tournament, if you will. Yeah, in the tournament, this is what gives us, after that final match, we have Omega versus Jay Lethal again. You know, for their spot in the finals, and Ishii and Zack Saber Jr. and dude, these are both like dream matches, yeah. like like independent nerd dream matches. Like, <laughs> man, this is gonna be super sweet. Like, my pants are really tight right now. <laughs> you know, this is a very it's it's great, man. And I'm super happy the way they finished it off, and they actually leave it there for night two 
where they're going to wrestle twice. You know, the winner yeah. will wrestle twice, which is super cool. And um, that takes us right to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the main event of the evening. We have Okada, Cody, um, the leader of chaos versus the American Nightmare, the IWGP heavyweight champ versus the ROH champ. Um, legends in the business yes. right now as we're watching wrestling. Uh, Cody, good time. his list has thrown him into the limelight. Yep. And, you know, he is about to take a shot at the IWGP championship, yep. which in my import, in my opinion is treated as the most important title in the world. You know, it's actually treated like, like I think the universal title should yeah, be it's treated. It's an international title. And if this doesn't prove it that they're in America now... And, you know, Okada does his one-offs in Ring of Honor as well, but yeah. it is an international title. And I like that you stopped at Cody because if you noticed, the man has no last name right now. <laughs> he doesn't have a last name right now, but what he does do is he has an awesome dead president's, like, point break yes! entrance. Yes! Oh, my God. Which only so many people yes! would recognize, but That's I right. totally caught that. Hey, Utah, get me two. <laughs> that boy, and he smokes a cigar on the way to the yep. ring, bro. And not only I does do he smoke not a cigar, give a crap. he has his smoking wife yep. come light, light up that. For him. And as Jr. would say, "Well, there's uh, Mrs. Uh, Cody." Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Mrs. Cody, is it cool for her to go around too sweet in the crowd like she was? Like, I don't know if you're really in the Bullet Club. Yeah, she's in the Bullet Club. I'm well, the Bullet it. Club's in her, but I don't know. If <laughs> Whatever. Like, and and it's funny you say that because there's an also Pete. If you didn't notice. Um, there's also like a because I'm watching being the elite the e elite and there's a backstage thing uh, not backstage just a thing going on like who's the leader of the Bullet Club fans want to say it's Kenny Omega some fans want to say it's Cody Rhodes because he's the champ and and like you said um, does that does that make Brandy part of the Bullet Club? Who knows? But it, it, that well, was she's that too was sweet looming. in the crowd. That, I don't know. That was looming. Like, who's the leader of the Bullet Club? Maybe with Cody's win, become if he can or cannot become the IWGP champion, does that make him the quintessential leader? But nonetheless, the match rolls on, if you will, and we get always a good entrance for Okada. Dude, classic Rainmaker entrance. Um, Rainmaker! They take their time, they get into the ring, and they start working each other a little bit. We get a little Cody Rhodes action. He's yep. dancing out of the ring. He's going to get a smooch from his wife. Um, they, that tease, heat. they tease big moves for a little while. Um, Okada does the flying cross body pretty early in the match, like mm -hmm. over the railing, into the crowd, onto the chairs. Yep. Dude, that's dope, bro. It is. I don't see that too often, like flying cross body, over the railing, into yeah. the crowd. Um, onto the chairs, and it wasn't, like, as brutal as it should have been, like, because Cody kind of, like, ended up just sitting in the chair, but, like, he wanted to get flipped all over the place in those chairs. Like, yeah. it just didn't work out that right. way. You know, but that was super cool. That was physical. I liked that. That was probably supposed to be one of the big spots of the match, but just because Cody didn't flip around in the chairs, like, it didn't look as cool to me, just at that camera angle, probably. Um, Cody's being super disrespectful throughout the match. He's spitting in the ref's face. Red Shoes, um, kind of a famous New Japan referee, your Japanese Earl Hebner, if you may. Um, so Okada um, gets upset. He does a big macho man type el elbow drop off the top. 
Omega comes out with the white towel, and this is where the dissension that you talk about right, really right. comes into play. So we get some towel play. Um, Kenny Omega comes out. He says he's not going to throw in the towel for uh, Cody Rose, but he hands it to Brandy. And he says that, you know, Cody's got nothing left, and Brandy should throw in the towel. Do it. Um, Do it. They kind of lean away from it a little bit, and we see a sweet series of reversals. Um, Cody wipes his ass with the towel and throws it at Omega. Again, hinting at the dissension that you hinted at. Mm -hmm. Um, Okada then hits Cody with the crossroads. A good, stiff series of forearm shivers after that. Yep. You know, it looked really good. I thought the finish, the finish was a little sloppy, but, you know, Okada won, retained the title, mm-hmm. which is what I expected. I was a little disappointed to see the new ROH champion take a loss. Yeah. You know, clean in the middle of the ring like that right away. Maybe but booking too soon, maybe? It just, that's the match that was happening next, and he right, couldn't right. win. You know, Okada can't really lose couldn't. right now. Not to, right. not to anybody but Omega, to yeah. be honest with you. And, um, Wow. You know, three hours and 45 minutes of gems. You know, I I would put just the first night up against any pay-per-view. You know, maybe reg- excluding WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. And it would easily stand toe-to-toe with any, re- any other pay-per-view we've seen this year. Definitely. And that was just the first night, bro. Unbelievable, man. New Japan. Um, I love the product that they're putting on. And they... Yep. They know what we want to see, and they gave it to us, man. And yeah, they didn't hold back. I was super excited for night two. I yep. couldn't wait to see it. Um, it finally came in on my DVR, and I got to plow through that. Access TV, shout out. <laughs> Absolutely, man, which I wouldn't even have known about without JR. So shout out to JR and his podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, night two starts out with another huge tag match. We saw a lot of the same. Um Everybody got their stuff in, and we saw, you know, very basic 10-man type tag team stuff. Um, the next big match was Jay Lethal versus Kenny Omega, and that's the semifinal. So keep in mind, the person who wins this title is going to have wrestled twice this night and once the night before. Ouch. So three times in two nights. I mean, no matter what you're doing three times in two nights, you're a tough dude. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know? yeah. like a you know, right in the on, man. I'm an old guy, man. I feel things yeah. <laughs> after just yeah. doing them once, so I'm surprised, you know. And um, it really showed me the amount of athleticism that these guys really have to put up that kind of show, you know, all the time like that, back to back like that. Phenomenal. Um, so they play up Jay Lethal's rib injuries like we talked before. Um, yep. That was definitely a big part of the match. Um, it was an awesome story. And as far as 15-minute matches go, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything else. Kenny Omega, of course, won. I didn't expect a swerve there. Did right. you? No, I really didn't. Um, you know, not only was I hoping Kenny Omega won, but they they, they played it up. They did, did some good storytelling, just beating up on those uh, exposed ribs, if you will. Yeah. And you know, classic one wing angel. Yeah, devastating, awesome, awesome. Great move. story, made Nailed sense. It. Boom. You know, um, he's hurt, and next um, next you know, match, Kenny right. Omega wins, mm-hmm. and we jump right next to the other semifinal match. You yep. know, which was super exciting, but you know, not as exciting as what we just watched. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but just to backtrack a little, I, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. That that first match was. Um, was that the Bullet Club Chaos match, the the opening match? Did they do that? 
in the opening match? Yeah, yeah. It was Bullet Club Chaos. Big tag team match. It was a lot of Definitely what we was. saw the night before, but just with like a couple different pieces. Yeah, because like of Okada who lo- was leading. Who lost in the tournament. Cody was reading. Uh, Cody was technically like leading the Bullet Club. Um, some notes that I have on that He match. was kind of like the big dog in that match for definitely. sure. I wouldn't say he was leading the Bullet Club, but he was the main face. But it was it was definitely like playing on those strings of who leads the Bullet Club. Because if you right. notice after the match, you're like, and that's how you lead. And Kenny Omega brought his team in yeah. and win because i actually I didn't really, really think about it i really did like that ending of the match um because will osprey was getting his air what, what were they call it airline miles in on that yeah, match yeah, he yeah. was but i love the fact that he went for a top rope maneuver cody rose intercepted him with a disaster kick in midair that was smooth into like a 360 cross blank because we can't say crossroads yeah I thought that match had a, a smooth ending worth noting here on the show. There you go, man. That's Definitely. cool. I'm glad that you noticed like and appreciated it. I did. I, I kind of skipped through. You know, I probably didn't appreciate it as much as the, as you did just because I had seen so much of that 10-man stuff before. Yeah. But you're right about that. It was and, great. And again, Marty did the the, the finger break uh, and it's spot, hard, which man. I'm yeah. like, it's still like, dude, of all the moves I've seen this weekend, I'm talking about the finger break thing. I'm yeah. like, how does he do that? They had a great match, and I think it was tough for me to not look ahead to, like, Kenny Omega and knowing that the Young Bucks are going to have a tag team title match coming up yeah, soon. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? I absolutely I, I bought saying. in 100%. Every match great. I was like, oh, man, I'm watching. And that's cool, man. That's I'm what dissecting they, this. That's what they wanted, and it was a great match. Yep. Um, so after Kenny Omega wins, we jump into the other semifinal match, and the winner faces Omega for the strap, the yep. newly created IWGP United States Championship belt. Yeah. Um, we have Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. This one was a throw-up for me because Ishii did the swir- you know, got the swerve against Naito to me, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they got to be going somewhere with him. But Zack Sabre Jr. is Zack Sabre Jr., right. one of the most elite independent guys, you know, on the market today. And I really had no idea where they were going to go with it. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. And I, it, that was just, again, for me, a lot of exposure to Zack Sabre Jr. and Ichi. But He's so good. The submissions out of that man, dude. Ugh. Even uh, the way he wrapped up that big guy. You know, he's built like a brick house. And, yeah. And even he, he made it work. And it looked good. And you again, it was a physical match. So they both brought both aspects of what they can bring to a match, and they made it work together, which was excellent to see. Awesome. You know, Zack Sabre Jr. wrapped up Ishii for quite a while. He had control throughout the match. I would say 90% of the match, yeah. he was in control of Ishii. Right at the end, Ishii drills him with a clothesline and a brain buster for the win. Um, I was super surprised because of the way the match went, but it kind of like right. showed like how powerful Ishii is and, like, his finisher only got to hit you once and yep. you're going down, you know? And then the ground was set for the finals. Kenny Omega versus Ishii for the first ever IWGP United States Championship title. Which would end up being the main event of the evening. And I obviously there was a few more matches in between there. So uh, what was uh, the next match on the card? Next we jumped into another huge tag match. You know, they're going to let everybody get their stuff in. This yep. one's a, a little more exciting for me. It was uh, Gorillas of Destiny and Heyman. Page the Bullet Club mm-hmm. versus War Machine and Michael Elgin, who to me represent Ring of Honor. A lot of big boys in this match. Absolutely, <laughs> which is why I was a little more excited about it. And it was as expected a good, stiff match. 
Um, the personalities came out, everything you would expect from these big guys, and uh, and Haku, end, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and Haku came out doing the two sweets, baby boys uh, in Gorillas of Destiny. So you know he's got to get his boys props. That's in. right, and, and he did uh, representing. I like the way that Hangman Page came in right at the end after the whoopings go around to all the big boys and mm-hmm. hits right of passage for the win. You know, kind of reiterated what we talked about before with him getting a little bit of a push That's and right. people really liking his work, including <laughs> me in that case. Pun intended. He, then, he can hang. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, he grabbed the titles and held them up and uh, told everybody right into the camera that these will be his. Yep. You know, which is weird. Because and then the announcer's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's, who's your partner going to be? But hey, he made a statement in that yep. match. He definitely did. And to me, coming up next was one of the matches of the whole eight, nine hour spectacle, yeah. whatever it worked out to be. And that was for the IWGP tag team titles, which is one of, to me one of the most yep. exciting the title junior. matches to watch. Baby, Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't call me Trent Beretta. <laughs> absolutely, and Rocky not. Romero. He is just Beretta, That's and right. you know this match was wow as expected. You know there was a huge power bomb onto the ramp by Matt Jackson to Beretta. Oh my god, that he, was one of my favorite spots. He walked them like ten feet. It was stiff. It was, it was big. Oh. It sounded good. There was a lot of cool back and forth where everybody mixed super kicks and drop kicks right at the beginning. I really liked that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept it fun. These are two of the best tag teams, in my opinion, in the world today. Like, absolutely, WWE getting TV time, not getting yeah. TV time. Yeah. These are two of the best tag teams in the world today. Um, the Young Bucks powerbomb Romero into a bent-over Trent Barreto, which was a spot I had never seen before. Yeah. You know, a good way to take out both guys on the tag team. It looks yep. super cool. And, again, I'd never seen it. I watched a lot of wrestling, and I'd never seen anything like that. You know, did you think anything like that? Oh, there was a lot in that match. Um, honestly, these teams know each other. Yeah, um, some they of wrestled the, quite a bit. Some of the things that I pointed out, the I think they all missed the senton splash, and then they all stood up and did a drop kick, and obviously a four-way drop kick, and the crowd loved it. I love that spot. Yeah. There was, you know, your classic um, Young Buck spots, which were sick in the match. But even the Vice, they they were throwing out moves that I've never seen before. Like you said, it was just like yep, everybody know, got around, their stuff in. All around great match. Um, I really liked the way Beretta gave Nick Jackson the jumping pile driver on the apron. Oh my god, dude! And it, that looked so good, and it was sold so good. He yep. jumped like. He took the impact of the pile driver and fell into the third row almost. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm exaggerating, but it was sick. That it was great. Popped up, good. Popped up and popped out. Now, did you notice when they did the Meltzer driver to the outside? When they when they uh, they they held their hands up and prayed. Now, do you know the backstory to that whole? Spot, I know if you basically will. Meltzer, uh, Dave Meltzer's father, R.I.P., yeah. uh, passed away, yeah. and they gave a shout out to him. Definitely, Meltzer was a big critic of the Young Bucks at the beginning, and that kind of like you lit know, a fire, right? Yeah, Did under that, and they, they yeah. decided that they were going to call and move the Meltzer driver because he was a hater. You right. know, and now now he's uh, a believer. I believe absolutely. I mean, you can't argue with those t-shirt sales. Yeah, you know those guys are making some money. Um, so we saw that Melter driver. We saw another one. Um, you know, to the outside, which was a little bit bigger just before that. 
And then we see Scorpion Deathlocks for the win and Young Bucks. And Young Bucks dual keeps Scorpion the titles. Death drops. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. I love the whole match. Yeah, and it worked because they were working the back of Beretta a lot. And of Rocky, too. It looked honest. good. It was they believable. Were... The storytelling, like, yeah, they were hitting all their spots and doing all their moves, mm-hmm. but the storytelling was there, too, yep. man. Like, Classic. Was... I loved it. Everything um, you could want. And that's yep. why I think they tried to, you know, slow everything down a little bit with another big tag match. Let everybody get their TV time. Let everybody get their paychecks. It was a big Bullet Club versus Baby Faces, quote unquote, match. Yeah. All the Baby Faces that were left were kind of on that yep. team. Um, did you catch that match, man? What'd you like about it? Oh, uh, mostly um, Cody Rhodes was the big deal there. Um, right, right. I think we did touch base on it. I think I jumped. Yes, the gun a little I think bit. you did jump. The I gun. did jump the gun because I just like that match so much. I have my notes. I just want to talk about Cody this match. Rhodes was the leader in yeah. this one. He hit the crossroads for the win. We talked about it right. earlier. He, he intercepted Will Ospreay, but everyone again was getting their jams in. Yeah, um, yep. We got all the baby faces. You know, the to Briscoes come in. were in there doing their moves, and I, I like their gimmick smooth. too. Yeah, yep. they're good, man. It's funny that they're not related I, I, to like Jack or Jerry. That yeah. they're just the Briscoes. It's it kind of weird. Is. Um, the chicken farmers, you know. I, I mean, I honestly did jump the gun, and I apologize, but I wanted to talk about that match because you know it was a good with one. All man, the other matches told in the why. tournament going on, this match was hot. Like yeah. it, was, it was sick, you know. And and the way they really uh, simmer that hotness down was with the mess. The next match, which is uh, Tanahashi versus Billy Gunn. Yeah, you're which was, you're on a different spectrum. This was with this all match, right. Huh? Then let me go first. This, to right. me, this match was for the IWGP Intercontinental Title, mm. which is supposed to be the number two title in that company it's supposed to be i think the junior tag team titles is the number two title but just because it's holding it's supposed (laughs) to be and unfortunately to me um not only does tanahashi who's like japanese john cena he's kind of that good guy who's never joined a faction Mm -hmm. always been the good guy never turned heel type of guy he's a lifer over there he's somebody they can trust and um you know i think that's why he has the title in the first place a lot of people have been jumping ship to NXT and WWE, yeah. and I think there's a good reason why that Intercontinental title is on him and not somebody who's young and ready to go. Right. Um, and it was against Billy Gunn. Um, he's a WWE guy. In my opinion, the sauce, the the match was pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of things I was reading about about the match in general, it's like, um, you know, in all honesty, like you're going over into America and it's kind of to expose America to New Japan. Why would you use an American well-known wrestler as Billy Gunn? Like, it makes sense. They had the storyline for him where he's at the end of his career and he's trying to, like, make a name for himself one last time. But in my opinion, you know, like I kind of felt I was like reading. it was a stretch. Like it was like right. like they right. thought Billy Gunn was bigger over here than he really is. Yeah, and and, and I think they could have used any other Japanese competitor to kind of spotlight New Japan in a different light rather than Billy Gunn. No disrespect to Billy Gunn because I absolutely am, he's a legend. I'm a Billy I Gunn liked fan. the match and I was rooting for Billy Gunn. So I'm like, this would be sick if he had this on his resume. I didn't think it you know? was great, you know. I thought that uh, Billy Gunn, you know, was really showcased how much better Tanahashi was, and Tanahashi being a little bit over the, over the uh, prime himself, yeah, kind of seemed weird to me. I wasn't surprised that Tanahashi won. Yeah, well, uh, some things that I actually had about this match to be to be completely honest with you, and I, and I'm picking it apart right here. Now Tanahashi, <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of. 
pantsing Billy Gunn. <laughs> like, Billy Gunn fought a good, like, five to ten minutes in his yeah. underwear. Jeez. I... I didn't think that was really – like, yeah, he's Mr. Ass. We get it. Like, but pick, pick your pants back up. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Old Ass now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Pick your pants back up, boy. Yeah. And then, you know, he's doing uh, – Tanahashi's doing a huge hip toss with his torn bicep. Like, the whole – a lot of the match was them talking about um, Tanahashi obviously selling his torn bicep. And not only is he going to do a huge hip toss, which uses – the power Your of bicep. his hip and his bicep, <laughs> he follows it up with an elbow drop. <laughs> like on the same arm, he you know he's following up a hip toss with an elbow drop on the arm where he has a torn bicep. To me, I was like, "All right, man, yeah, you're not selling it now." No, like that's it's totally, I didn't even notice that, dude. It's totally funny that you I wrote it down because he's that, selling that the yeah, whole match, and that then I'm like, gone. "Like, yeah, you use your hip, but you know." You, your whole arm, like maybe he was digging really deep, but it really didn't look like it hurt him any, <laughs> you know? I hear you, man. And and I thought it was a great match. And I don't want to rush into the finals, but, dude, I'm super excited. Let's rush into the finals. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. This is for the newly minted IWGP US title, and this is the tournament finals. These guys have wrestled three times in two nights. Ishii the main versus event. Kenny Omega. Both guys are super over with the crowd. Um, Long Beach gives them a lot of respect when they're coming out. Ishii's focused, but so is Omega. I remember you mentioning in the last episode when these kind of matches happen and his gimmick stuff goes away. It does. I saw it right off the bat, especially since I was looking for it. it. Um, I thought before the match that Omega would win, but it was a big pat on the bat for him to them to give him that chance with the title you know it still was in my mind that ishii could win because he was reliable he's not going anywhere he's not Mm going to sign with nxt next year when his contract's up um i've watched ishii get over for the last six months starting with his super stiff matches with shibata like we talked about earlier i mean this guy's hot right now and for him to carry that title especially over in japan would help them you know, sell sell tickets, which is what they're ultimately trying to do. Yeah. The match started out. It was super aggressive, super stiff. Ishii asked Omega for more kicks to the back. What would you think about that? Oh, my God. Like I said earlier, for day one, like it shows he's a tough guy. They were stiff. They he were was good. asking for it. And I'm like, dude, this dude is straight tough. Like, yeah. Those o- kicks. Oh, my God. And even the announcer's like, he's kicking him. <laughs> like, yeah. in the back, straight up. <laughs> And Omega even mimicked that later on in the match, yeah. which I thought was super cool to show you. Like, I got it too, bro. I yeah, got it definitely too. Definitely does. Um, Omega rakes his eyes and jump, like, kind of turns to dirty tactics. You mm-hmm. know, he they were doing the stiff stuff, the kicks, the hard forearm stuff like that. And then Omega kind of jumps to, okay, that's not working. I'm gonna try some sneaky stuff. That's right. He starts raking his eyes. Um, he's giving them, you know. Just dirty tactics, you know, playing yeah. the game, doing Rick Omega, Flair-esque, risk. If you will. Rick, I like that. Rick Flair esque. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. It's slow paced and they tell an excellent story. Uh, my favorite spot was Ishii in the full Nelson on the apron. He's about to get, you know, dragon suplex through the yeah. table, a uh, Japanese table, yeah. which, as we both know, are both crappy. That must have yeah. so much more. And um, he bites on the ropes. Yes, dude. yes. The pit bull. He bites on the ropes, and that's how he deflects the the dragon suplex for a few more moments. Yeah, for a few moments. He eventually gets, you know, put through the table with a sweet dragon suplex. so quick. It looks super good. 
Um, both these guys' facial expressions are out of this world. Yep. They're selling. They're telling a story. They're selling's top of the game. Yep. Um, they had nice false finishes. They hit each other with each other's finishers. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. holding Z and hitting B in the old, <laughs> yeah. in the old uh, video the game Smackdown days. Style, you know, like hold left bumper and hit yeah, angle. Steal his finisher. Right. You know, and, again, dirty um, move. <laughs> so. Kenny Omega finally, after all the back and forth, hits the one day winged angel and wins. What do you think at that moment? At that moment, I was like, yep. Well, there's a few things that went through my mind. A was too sweet because I'm a too Kenny sweet. Omega. I'm a Bullet Club. I'm the elite fan, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But then I started thinking as the mark that I am, was this the payoff Kenny got for not going anywhere else? Because after absolutely, bro, I thought the same thing. After the last down. Okada match, you know there was um, uncertainty of where Kenny was going to go, and then it took a few weeks. And you know, a little part of me was hoping um, he would go to WWE. But you know what? After watching a lot of these uh, New Japan specials, Dominion and G One and everything, I'm glad he didn't go anywhere. And and there's a part of me that wants Gallows and Anderson to go back to New Japan because right? I am enjoying. Everything New Japan has to offer, and it's making just me a believer. And Kenny Omega was sick, and through um, the whole thing, anything he touched was gold. Yeah, they went into the crowd. That I thought that was cool, and I was like, "Damn, there's a lot of just through closures. the whole tournament. Anything yeah. he did was gold, man." And yeah, for me, it was a hell of a show. And in one sentence, I hope WWE was taking notes. Yep. Because Most they definitely. they gave you a lesson in how to put on a, a wrestling pay per view in the United States, and uh, that was one of the most epic yep. wrestling events I'd seen any time recently. Man, I loved it. And they still, honestly, played because I'm watching the Bullet Club now. They played on the whole who is the leader of the Bullet Club because. I'm going to backtrack. The night before, after night one, Kenny Omega comes out on the mic and says to Okada, this is your night, and gives him respect and walks in the back. But you know they do the backstage segments. So then there was some dissension, and Kenny Kenny and and Cody are getting into it because Cody couldn't seal the deal and bring that title to the Bullet Club. So they're bickering, if you will. The night two, when when, uh, Kenny wins the new U.S., championship cody takes it from him yeah gets huge heat from the crowd yep and they're like what the hell is going on but then he hands it to him and they hug it out so it's like yeah i think it's squashed in the bullet club so as a i don't bullet know there's club weirdness fan, going on I'm, I'm interested to see what happens that's for sure definitely most definitely but i will say um i have been watching some new japan like i said dominion i've been watching all those uh omega matches just from hearsay from podcasts but after watching this g1 I am a New Japan pro wrestling fan, and I'm going to keep on watching into the future, and I can't wait. That was five stars from start to finish. No matter who was in the match, whether I knew them or not, the competitiveness, the moves, everything. that I didn't need 20 minutes of a promo before the match. It was just like, boom, here's bout number two, and yada, yada, yep. yada. Here it is, and I was hooked straight, and I just cannot wait to see what New Japan has next. All right, switching gears is something I think we're all excited about. The SNES Classic. Dude, uh, I'm super excited. Yeah. I think we've all been waiting for this. We kind of expected it maybe after the uh, regular Nintendo Absolutely, came out. we yep. expected it. We yeah. needed it. No more emulators for us. Uh, Mike, why don't you kick this off on the <laughs> SNES? Emulators. I mean, I, 
I still own my SNES in most of these games, but I will tell you, looking at the lineup of these games, I am definitely it's excited. Awesome. I mean, first and foremost, let's just throw it right out there. Mm-hmm. There's an off. unreleased video game that's going to be included with this package. How and have we not is, had this yet? How did they go so yeah. long without giving us this game? Money. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, rumors said that they, they were going to try to just push it out onto N64, but it just didn't work, so it's just been up in limbo. Yep. But, um, Pete, you were saying something like there's a catch, though? I didn't know there yeah. was a catch. To there's a catch to Star this. Fox yeah. 2. Let's yeah, I was going to say, Star what is Fox it? You what do? is it? You just don't get it, okay? you got to play it. Star Fox 1 and earn it. Uh, supposedly, rumor has it, or... From what I read, uh, you gotta beat. I think it's the first or second level, or maybe it's the whole story in Star Fox One in order to unlock. That's Star Fox pretty broad, too. Pete. That's easy. It's very broad. Let's Next time, throw down. some more specific shit out there. Thank I want to keep it open. <laughs> All right. Um, so Star Fox Two, you're never gonna. You're, you've never seen it before. Dude. Never seen it. So that, I mean, that's I'm one of the selling purposes. Uh, that is the selling point. I'll pay sixty yeah. bucks a normal game for it. What are they gonna that's charge? Right. For, what are you gonna charge for this machine? I believe uh, eighty bucks this time around. I thought I saw seventy nine ninety nine, yeah. which is a little bit more than they sold the uh, NES Classic for. But you're getting two controllers, which kind of yeah, differentiates the price for me. That's fine. Yeah, and they're they're not as short, you know. Um, and there's just some good games on here. So Dude, na- naturally, there's some classic games. games. The big games. What the, are those? Yep, the big ones: Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Mario World Two, aka Yoshi's Island. Yes. Um, that's you're gonna my you're gonna get uh, Legend of Zelda: A Mario Link to the Kart. Past. Um, Mario Kart Donkey Kong there. Country. Yeah. Zero, baby. Is Mario Kart on there? I I don't. Yeah, I'm not baby. sure, man. Look it up. Mario yeah, it's on there. All right, it's all one right, of the top right. headliners. Look it okay. up, Nintendo boy. <laughs> I don't need to look it up because F-Zero. I own all F-Zero. the games that F-Zero. I've already F-Zero. said. F Zero, ah. boom. Mike Moran owns it. What's up? Yeah. I used so to play that me... game over my cousin's house oh, nonstop, yeah? and my aunt always used to tell me, "Whatever you do, do not save over your cousin's save files." Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> never that, do that. I'm that, pretty sure Andy would have. You can't do that. Never <laughs> save over somebody's no. save file. Especially no. when it's his system and his Which cartridge. I'm going to branch off of that. Um, Pete, I don't know if you remember, but I let you borrow my cartridge of uh, <laughs> Super Mario World, which oh, I was no. very stoked to have beaten because Super Mario World that. is the game that I can beat like 100%, which is 96 gates, if you will, and you get the, if you beat uh-huh. the special Star World, you get the Halloween mode. I've I have se- that. I've never seen you do that. Come over and I'll show you. Um, every console that I have it on right now, I have it beaten that way. Except one time I let Pete borrow the game. In my file A, which was completely beaten, he borrowed it for a few weeks. I put it in my system after Pete borrowed it and everything was empty. No, Ouch. that wasn't me. Maybe yeah, it was. It sounds, maybe I, maybe it sounds I like you like, brought it through Kmart's no. little no Kmart. You know, no, this detection thing out. at the end. No, maybe I bought like a version of it. And, no, like, uh, he, lied, he lost yours no. and had to Pete. give you a story. I can tell you what it. happened. Yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. What For happened? Christmas, I bought you a Super Nintendo from Game Underground, and it didn't oh. work. And I had to return the system the same day. But I was like, "Hey, I'm a good friend. Here, borrow my Super Mario World, but don't mess with File A because that's the one I completed." I wouldn't have messed with it. That's weird. But you did something, yeah. and it oh, all erased. I'm gonna check. 
To be continued. I'm gonna actually check to see if I have a Super Mario. Uh, all right. At my and house. if you do, I'll buy it off you. I'm oh, taking it's, it. Oh, it's yours now. After this long oh. time, it's totally. I'll buy it off you for twenty bucks. So anyway, let's get <laughs> 20, 20 cold ones hanging in your twenty beans. Be, be waiting, 20 beans. In, waiting in your mailbox. For I think you, I have Tomba still too. <laughs> yeah, which is another game I let Pete borrow for the PlayStation. But anyway, let's get back onto the topic and get back into Street some Fighter of these 2, games. Street Fighter 2, baby. Street Fighter 2, hyperfighting. You can't go wrong with that. But, you know, you can't be Dalsine. Yes, you can. That's just cheating, Peter. <laughs> you can't use his long-ass no arms, all no right? Punch. Because no I'm punch. just going to hit you with Haruken all day. And and whatever else that uh, Ken or Ryu is going to hit you with, all right? But for real. Because I do own most of these games, and I think you guys do too, I'm very interested to get into some of these that I have never played. Yeah, what is Secret of Mana? Secret it of Mana. It sounds cool in like a, a Magic the Gathering kind of way. It's like, an epic. I need some magic, bro. A sure lot of these on here are epic. If anybody wants to challenge my Legacy Goblin <laughs> deck, please let me know. I will smash you with my Poison deck. Uh, you can enjoy Really? It. So enjoy we're getting into a Magic talk. Enjoy your... We're not. We're getting back to Super I was going to say, anyone play Magic, hit Nintendo. us up. WPC Smash. Um, WPC can, Smash. Can, can your deck yeah. beat Ian's Goblin deck? I'll beat Ian's um, Goblin deck. Anyway, nobody's beating me. <laughs> <a legit> game. <laughs> Just it Secret of Mana, epic RPG game, which also is Earthbound. Earthbound is an RPG game I I know about and I've never played, so I'm really excited to try to get into this because the cartridge for that isn't very cheap nowadays. That collecting is kind of the popular thing again. Um, as a child, I played a lot of Final Fantasy three, so I'll be happy to get back into that. Um, I've never played Contra three. But I played pretty much every other game on this. I own Mega Man X, um, Super Castlevania, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Pretty much any game named Super is on this list. They're good, man. Um, They're all definitely. Hey, I just want to confirm this just to uh, yeah be one hundred percent on this. I did just confirm that uh, all you have to do is beat level one of Star Fox One to unlock Star Fox Two, which cool. is which is a confirm. joke. That's going to be okay. the first thing I do. Well, when I, I, know. Plug in my I think system. that's going to be the first thing everybody does. Yeah, you yeah, know, dude, I'm much. stoked, bro. This definitely. Thing it's it's weird how fast it's like coming on us like all of a sudden it's like bam it's announced bam like it's going to be available in three months and bam you can't pre-order it anywhere there's going to be three at each store and you guys going to have to fist fight for them i was getting (laughs) upset because they announced the release date for europe and everything like that but they didn't do it for us i'm like like, what is going on come on come on it took like four days dude i felt like it leaked that gamestop i read that a gamestop dude leaked it and uh, and then they, they had, had to, to hurry up and like, all right, this is what we got and this is Jump what's happening. It. And they have no idea. They didn't work out any pre-order yeah. deals yet. That seems weird to me that that, that it got launched yeah. that yeah. way. So like, but man, I'm super excited. And I'm going to get my hands on one. So Most question definitely. is, do they keep doing this? Do you think? N64? The rumors are already going. Absolutely. But I'm thinking if, I, if I'm going to take a guess. So NES Classic 30 games. SNES Classic 20 games. Do you mm-hmm. think if there's an N64, it's down to 15 or 10 even? Well, size-wise, they're going to have to cut it down at some point, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But 10, I mean, I don't know. they got to give me more than 10. Yeah. The reason why it's so funny, even like too. Super NES, I was like, eh, that's it. But like a lot of the games are really good and really, really? long. And These they're ones save are points. Awesome. They're save points on games. It's not Galaga. Right. You know, okay, so it's right. like I get that it, you can't put as many games on it, but don't get less than that. Well, where you know? do they cut it off? They cut off after GameCube? 
Uh, no, I, don't, I don't even think they, they, can, do, they, can, do a, they can do a couple 64s probably. It's cartridge, though. All right. So, cool. 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 Dude, I love uh, it, man. I'm yep. super excited. Yep. It was a great week on the podcast. We had a lot of fun stuff to talk about. It definitely was. And let's just, uh, just point it out there officially. SNES Classic will be released on September 29th. Um, Good get, luck, everyone out yeah, there. Yeah. Good luck. Get your hands on one. We'll be trying to stay too. friendly to one another. Yeah. No yeah. killing each other. I don't want to see that on the news. Right, that's on, a man. bit much. That's a bit much. Now, yeah. hey, all right, guys. PlayStation threes. <laughs> so let's get that under the uh, podcast trivia going, man. I'm excited, dude. We're all tied up right now, and I got a feeling I'm gonna take you down this week. <laughs> Them's fine. So words. okay, this one is purposely easy, but it has a nice little backup question because oh, I think that's the only way I'm gonna get to divide you guys. All right, because you're really not good. All right. All right. All right, so trivia. <clears throat> Who won the most Royal Rumbles? Boop. So everyone gets the answer. It's not like a beep thing. Ready? Go. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ian? Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is correct. That now, was an easy one. It was very easy. But now the follow-up <laughs> question. Stone Cold and two other wrestlers have only won back-to-back Royal Rumbles. Can you name both Ooh. Yes, two. I can. Uh, let me I'm go first. Then. Hold on. Let me go first because I'm not sure. So I, right. if I, then that yeah. way I'm not like right. swayed by your answers because yeah. you're so confident. I don't want to be swayed. I, know, now I don't want to thinking it. You should just let me <laughs> fail. I, I don't want you to. Uh, I don't want you to throw them out there. And me to take your answers. So, Shawn Michaels obviously is one, and my second pick is going to be Randy Orton. Mike, what's your question? Uh, what's your answer? Shawn Michaels and Roman Reigns. Both of you guys have it wrong. Dude, we suck at this. We do. We Wait. should throw this out of the podcast. I don't yeah. like this game. This is, uh, I thought it was going to showcase like you how both, good we were. Shawn Michaels. This. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Hold on. Can we get a second that guess? That was the obvious one. Can we, we get a second guess right. at the next sure. one? Sure. Go ahead. All right. Just for shits and gigs? Yes. Give us um, a little bit of time to think. I, I need time on this. Like, I mean, dude, if it wasn't either one of them, I'm going to obviously go John Cena right, right after that. Back to back, though. I'm, my mind is... It's all bottled up. Like What's your answer? Uh, I, we don't have all day for this, bro. I know. Um, uh, you used to what say a name. You gotta say a name. Cause you, what'd you say? Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay, no, wrong. Hulk Hogan. Ah. 90-91 back to back Shawn Michaels 95-96 yeah. Stone Cold 97-98 Damn Pete So it's still You guys are even Steven Dude still. you've been getting Some good questions yeah, bro I, like to, I, 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 like I, I appreciate I like That you're getting Good questions Yeah I like bro. to lay it in there And then Throwing those softballs yeah. Up for us Feels blah, good blah, blah. Dude I like it man I had a good time yeah. This week guys yeah, it was good to hang out. We'll get another episode going next week. We'll watch Great Balls of Fire, and uh, we'll get back to you guys with yeah, some reviews on that. Most definitely. Follow us at WPC Smash on Twitter. And uh, as always, uh, you can link up with us, uh, donate, whatever you want to do, comment, question at uh, WPCSmash.wordpress.com. Thanks, Pete. Let's have a good week, guys. Hey, peace. Take Later. it easy.